Ooh, yeah. Put the hula girl on the hood and send me down the road. Dude, this is Eric Adams coming in with the Musings of Men podcast. I'm here with my compadre, Kyle. What up? What up? What up? Here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's Merry up, dude? Christmas. Yeah. Merry crisis to you, too. Uh, so update us. You're moved. You've moved, right? Yeah, I moved. Right now, I'm still at the old place because I have to take care of the animals. But all my stuff is up there. It's... I get ready to go up there soon, man. It's gonna be weird. Um, Dude, that's that's crazy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Do you think you'll miss it? I want to miss the country, but honestly, there's so many negatives to living out in the sticks. If you're mm. all non-boonie folks out there, it's like every winter, every especially if you like bad winter, there's a good chance to go lose power. I think mm. like every summer we always lose power because all the storms we get. But all the ladybugs and stuff, man, it's just, ugh. I won't miss that. Yeah. No, I bet. But, uh, yeah, Christmas was yesterday. How was, how was yours? It was, it was fine, but it was like the least Christmas, Christmas I think I've ever had. Why do you think that is? Um, I saw this interesting quote the other day. It was like, like a lot of people are like reacting to it. like it's not feeling as Christmas anymore. It's because you have grown up now, and now it's the time for you as an as you like mature to be more thankful for your family and friends instead of just like excited for the holiday. Yeah, I think that's that that holds some weight to it. Um, I think I kind of I kind of alluded to that last week a little bit, but I couldn't put it in good, good enough terms, but that's kind of what I was saying is, you know, you become, it's not so much about it. Well, it's about the giving and it's Mm -hmm. about like, you know, just being around your family and everything and how important that is. I mean, that's, I think that's the hugest thing for sure. So, yeah, I mean, it's a good, that's good. Good quote, dude. Yeah. Gonna be the quote later. There we go. Yeah, dude. <laughs> for sure, for sure. But uh yeah, so some uh better YouTube quality videos coming soon. Oh yeah. Because uh Kyle's Kyle's yeah. working on some things, so it's gonna be coming out the pipeline soon. You know? Stoked to see that. Yeah, well, I love images pop up. Maybe oh yeah. Take over take over the YouTube channel, direct some things, makes that ah, just give me instructions, I'll follow. But Dead, yeah. Uh, the music channel is interesting because it's, I don't feel as much pressure with it. Mm-hmm. That makes sense because it's so small. Yeah. To, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it's a lot smaller. We have like five subscribers or something. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm subscribed to your YouTube channel actually, like Eric Adams. Oh, I had one a long time ago. I I did a bunch of like travel vlogs or something. I know. I don't know why I've subscribed to it, but yeah, subscribe anytime soon, man. I privatized all the videos because like I made so I I don't know. I, I I got to a point where I was like, you know, I'm not doing anything with this. I don't want to keep you know having this on there for. You know, people to find out about, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that was years ago. I think I started it more as like because I, I did a bunch of crazy stuff, and a people wouldn't believe me, and b I wanted to like have a kind of a documentation of like what went on, so I could look back at it later and be like, oh dude, I remember that. That was sick, you know. And it 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 was cool. I still have them. I haven't looked at them in a while, but I I did I did at one point. <laughs> do that I remember one time i went to england and like i bought it was like 2015 or something and so that was the year that like the selfie sticks were huge or something and like i bought one at this store in england and i was just like caring oh dude i look so freaking stupid i was like going around these ancient ruins with like a freaking selfie stick and this like thousands of year old like church and i'm like dude this is sick you know like it was so dumb dude, <laughs> uh, dude it's just i feel like everyone is cringy that yeah 
Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm glad I didn't start a YouTube channel. I do remember, though. There was a point where I recorded this um video. I remember, I think it was... I want to say elementary school, maybe, but it was, like, Minecraft in real life. So, basically, I took my phone. I took, like, made my iPod at the time. Oh, well, now, I, um colored my hand red before the video and I just started punching like this tree well I made it look like I was punching a tree but I was just like <laughs> killing bark from it I was like that would we'll go build the house now and then that's where like the video ends and thank god I never uploaded I deleted that video like like a year or two later oh wow Dude, I'm, just glad. I'm glad I never had access to the internet when I was younger because I was such a cringy kid yeah not- I was just always a weird kid. I think all the way up until like, cause I was, um, so in elementary school, I was like, I was just like a weird kid. I made like paper airplanes with one of my buddies and we just like literally threw them everywhere during like recess or whatever. And I had some weird buds that we were strange with and nobody understood any, we had like our own language kind of, and we would all like speak it. Um, and nobody would understand what we we're talking about, like code words and stuff. And I mean, I remember <laughs> it's kind of an embarrassing moment, but like one day, um, my, <laughs> my, one of my friends made me laugh so hard that I pissed my pants <laughs> like for the entire day. I walked around with like piss soaked pants and I was like. I was Did just, no one help you? Like, no, I don't no, nobody helped me, dude. I was Wait, like, what, was this in like school? Like, yeah, it was in school. Did you not go to the nurse's office or something? No, like, you just would I do through? that? I just walked around with piss soaked pants. I'm like, what? what's anybody gonna do realistically? Pants? What do you mean, dude? I was like, I am not calling my dad. I am not gonna <laughs> go on it to anybody. I'm just gonna so play this gonna, off, like he's you know, figure it out later. Yeah, I'm just gonna but, figure it out later. <laughs> I mean, what, what, like, what am I going to do realistically, right? I mean, the nurse is going to be like, all right, dumbass, like, freaking clean up. And I'm like, what do I do? And my dad had to bring, like, pants. I ain't going to do that. No, I'm just going to walk around, play it off. Like, oh, yeah, no, it's nothing. I'm not, I don't smell bad or whatever. I think I went in the bathroom and, like, washed my pants, which made it worse. But there's that. And then one time in elementary school, like, I, so, so the way that I thought that the tests worked was, you would have to get a certain amount, like a certain percentage wrong before the test would end. And so Mm -hmm. all through elementary school, I would purposely try like on like the big final, like end test or whatever, I would purposely try and get as many wrong as I could. So the test would end sooner. So I thought, and I remember one time, like my teacher pulled me aside and she was like, you didn't do so well on the final test. And I'm like, Oh, only did. (laughs) yeah but uh anyway i was a weird kid i think i think everyone was a weird kid honestly yeah yeah you're a little you're a little extra weird though oh i was for sure i think all the way up until like because i was homeschooled through middle school and so that that didn't do me any favor socially (laughs) like i was socially awkward weird kid and i went into high school like freshman year and I, i was like i was weird dude do you remember a little backpack, you know, like, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love freaking. I, I figured it out after then. I, I would was like, say, honestly, all the way to freaking post COVID, you're weird. Let's be, I'll be honest, because like sophomore year is when we did remember the umbrella thing, said the video. Of the oh, movie. yeah, so people don't know our school, or at least our previous high school, they had like a courtyard kid outside, they had like umbrellas for the tables. They didn't know. We figured out how to like unscrew it. So one day Eric does it, and he's like, "I'm Mary Poppins, y'all!" And then jumps from the table, trying to use it as a parachute. And they got mad at us. And I think like they took the umbrellas out. After yeah, the they took them away. But yeah. you know, I mean, I was, uh, I, I'm, I, I think honestly, like, and this goes for like you too, and like everybody. At some point, you just embrace who you are, and you're like, dude, this is who I am. Like. I don't care, dude. I'm going to be this weirdo. You know, I'm going to be this goofy surfer guy who's just out there making a fool of himself. I'll do it, you know, because why care what people think? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. 
Anyway, we were weird. What what's like the weirdest thing that you did as a kid? As a kid? I don't or like one, maybe. I'm, thinking, I'm honestly I shook said that like says that for the Minecraft video. I feel like a weird weird things I did. Um when I was younger, I would eat like like real young. I think like maybe preschool, I'd eat ladybugs a lot. <laughs> like I just go around eating them thinking they're like gummy bears. <laughs> So I don't know why. I just ate a bunch of ladybugs and I was like a little kid. Wow. I think they're supposed to be like a sign of good luck or well, something I like that. Good luck, apparently. So you got good luck. Mm. Uh, yeah. What about you? What's the weirdest thing besides her pissing your pants? Besides, besides being a, besides being a weirdo. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, there's so many weird things I did. I can't pick one, but I think I would always like, oh, okay, this is kind of embarrassing. But um, when I was younger, I would like round up all the neighborhood kids and we would like have like Nerf guns and stuff. I have like Nerf wars in the streets and stuff. And so, I mean, you, you could never get away with that now. But mm-hmm. back then, um, at least in the place where I grew up at, like, I mean, I, we would just go through all the neighborhoods and just like be having Nerf wars and stuff. And I mean, so we, we got some strange looks, but like we would march around everywhere, like storming in people's yards and stuff. It was, you know, cutting through the woods and surprising people. It was, uh, it, I mean, it was fun, but like it was also, it was fun. I mean, that's kind of it. It was fun. Nice. But, yeah. that sounds like fun yeah 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 so some some embarrassing stories from over children there you go you have blackmail against us there you go yeah use it i don't care <laughs> but, uh, have you seen spider-man only home yet or? no i'm gonna miss the annual reboot of spider-man because i just don't care enough honestly you know it hurt it just recently broke like a billion dollars worldwide. Oh, really? Like hit two billion? Yeah, the movie's making big. I don't know. I have this weird thing that like, if some if if it's popular, I'm gonna be resistant to it until eventually I cave in. Mm. But I don't know what it is. But anything that's popular, like Squid Game, still haven't seen it. Don't plan to. Uh huh. But it's like anything popular. I just will not do because I don't want to do things that other people do or something like that. I don't know. Have you even, like, have you even spoiled yet or anything? Or- I mean, my brother saw it and like told me about it. It didn't mean anything to me though, I guess. But mm. what about you? Have you seen it? I've seen it twice. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> like on the exact, because I saw it once with my mom. Then I went to go see it with my girlfriend so, oh, because like the first time I saw my opening weekend, so the theater was packed, and then I saw it like Tuesday of that opening weekend. It was like one row was like full, and that was yeah. it. Like it was uh-huh. empty. That's kind of disappointing. Like, yeah. that's kind of how like I saw um, Eternals recently, and mm-hmm. it, it, there's nobody in the theater but like me and my sweetmates, and that was it. And it was just, yeah. it was, it was, it was a trash movie, but like, I don't know. I, I never really got into the Spider-Man universe. I mean, I guess if you were to classify me as one, of, I'd be like a Marvel guy, I guess. I don't know. Um, I like their whole thing. So it's interesting. It's, I, mean, I like the, the movies and when they come like together, because my brother Will is like huge into the Marvel stuff. So I've seen them all. Um, and it's pretty good. I like the little universe thing they got. So, yeah. nice. I don't know. It was pretty good. Also, I will say for like the Tuesday thing, we saw it at like three o'clock. So that's mm. probably another reason why there aren't many people. But the first time, man, yeah. like it was. I we we're in like the front row. That's how packed it was because there's like no seats available. Oh wow, yeah. that's crazy. <laughs> No, that's pretty. If any of you want to see it out there, I haven't seen it yet. 
go see it. I don't know. Sponsored by Marvel now. Yeah, go sponsored by Marvel. Like, wait, will we get sued for that? Uh, <laughs> I don't think they would really care. It's more of a free that's promotion. True. That's true, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're totally sponsored by Marvel, yeah. They give us big bucks for our small podcast. I can pay for college now. Yeah, go. dude. Yeah. Money ain't a problem. But, uh, yeah. What else? I'm whipping the dad shirt today. But, See that? Yeah, it's got a bunch of, like, places on it. It's got, like, Charleston, Tybee Island, Wilmington, Gulf Shores, Alabama. You know, all, all the all the places. <laughs> I was gonna um ask you what'd you get for a uh, Christmas this year? Oh, uh, let's see, dude. I'll tell you the best gift. I got this uh hula girl for my car that you put in and like it wobbles around or whatever. Oh, yeah. you know, dude, that was the best. The shirt I got. Um, let's see. I gave everybody like I, I put in a lot of effort this year for giving. And I gave people, everybody in my family, CCU themed gear that they would like. Like my, I gave my grandmother a CCU nutcracker and like my brother, is, he's a big sock guy. So that was easy. But um, I got some coffee from my dad that was from this coffee shop in Myrtle Beach that I like to go to. And that was pretty cool. Like we're big, we're big coffee guys, big coffee drinkers, but. Yeah, I mean, that's, and, uh, you know, other than that, I think I, I got a few, like, clothes and stuff. I need clothes bad. Like, anytime I get anything, it has a lifetime contract with me. Um, and my shoes. Like, I have those boat shoes. And uh, the yeah. soles, dude, I took them out of the shoes. The soles were completely, I mean, it was almost in half at one point, like, 18 different holes. And there were huge holes. And there was holes in the bottom of them. And... The, the sides were splitting out. I mean, they're, they're plumb wore out, but I did get a new pair of them. So that's probably the best thing. What, what about you, man? Um, I got a bunch of gift cards, nice. like a lot of gift cards. So like I got one of my gifts like really like a month early. So my grandmother and she sold her car. So she gave me like, I'm not going to disclose how much money, mm-hmm. but amount of money for selling the car. You can imagine. I ended up buying like a lot of clothes because I, I was like you, I needed clothes badly. Like, yeah. Actually, I bought this shirt with that money. All right. Looking fresh. Um, and then I got like three gift cards from Olive Garden. It, I, there's no, but there's no Olive Garden near my campus. So I have to really? figure out how to. <laughs> That's crazy. I got two Jersey Mike's gift cards. I got a really big gift card to Target. So, one of my family members. He's 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 in the one percent. I'd say he's a military. Oh, wow. Works in Florida. He's like I was saying, like my great uncle. He always like this every year gives like a big Target gift card to everybody family. I got three hundred fifty dollar gift card this year. Wow! So, yeah, I used all that to buy me a new switch because I needed a new one bad. <laughs> Like, my, mine is falling apart. Well, it's not falling apart, but it's like the little, I don't know if you know, it's like a mini version. It's like mm, okay. Yeah. I just wanted to get like the actual one. And then I don't want to say this about it. Maybe like a couple of the gift cards and some like money from like cousins and stuff. They sent me in cards, but nice. I didn't really get like a physical gift, which I'm okay with, honestly. Yeah. I kind of prefer buying, like, I'm not like upset with the gift card, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I like the gift. I got um I got a Bojangles gift card, um, which will go to good use. Um, uh, Panera, Starbucks, you know, the, the good stuff. Um it, you know, every all those places except for Starbucks is like it's a five minute drive down the road. Um mm-hmm. so I, it's not far, I guess. Um yeah. but yeah, I mean gift cards were good and all that. Um I don't know, I really enjoyed seeing the pe- the look on people's faces when they opened my gifts and appreciated them like mm-hmm. that was that was the best part for me for sure and i shred dude it was like 75 and sunny yesterday it was great 
I went out and I shredded for like a couple hours and felt great, which I might do after this because it's equally as good out there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was a good day. It's a good day. I, I kind of don't know why. Maybe you feel this way. Maybe I'm not alone, but like sometimes I get a little bit overwhelmed by like everything going on on mm. Christmas Day. There's a lot. And so I'm kind of just sitting there quiet, like, there's a lot going on, dude. It's not that I don't enjoy it, but it's like, I don't know if you felt that or not. Um, not really, because my family, we took it, like, real easy. Like, this Christmas, like, we, everyone, not everyone, but my uncle came down, and he hung out with us from, because he's getting deployed in a couple of weeks. Oh, wow, where to? Um, I'm not sure. He's just, like, going on a boat again. There you go. Right. <laughs> so he's, he's going out on the water again. So he came down, he, he went to the store like a few minutes ago. That's not, why am I telling you that? That's not important. We all didn't even know that. <laughs> Wipe that from your memory. Anyways, he came down. We watched like a couple movies, had some dinner. We invite our neighbor over. He usually like spends Christmas with us because like um, he, he lives alone. I don't want to say he's like 60s. So, but he's, he's like a family friend. So we invite him over. We talked for a while. And then the best part for me, me, everyone went to bed. It was just me and my uncle in the living room. And we had like dinner at like two o'clock. And so we're just sitting there. It's like 12 a.m. We're watching Dr. Pimple Popper. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> no, this is where it gets worse. Uh, me and him look at each other. And he's like, I'm hungry. I was like, I'm hungry too. And I was like, we have some ham. Because my grandma made like this giant ham for like the Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Thanksgiving, Christmas dinner. And so, like, oh, we can't eat the rest of it. So we go in there, cut it. My cat is there, too, so we throw him a couple pieces. But we made the mistake of watching Dr. Pimple Popper because immediately I hear, like, this pop sound come from the TV. I look up, and it looks exactly like the hammer meeting. Oh. Like, like, guy. It was so nasty. I already eaten, like, a good portion (laughs) of it already, and I was like, I don't want it to go to waste. So I just keep eating it. And I can hear my uncle, like gagging a little bit <laughs> dude was, that's nuts that was an interesting time I, dude, I hate that show i mean it's it's entertaining but i also hate it because it's it, you it's a required taste i'll say that show i guess i guess i guess but i don't know dude <laughs> oh dr pimple popper like i, I mean Sometimes I've seen it and I'm just like, nope, we're not doing this today. I'm eating lunch. And then sometimes it's like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Like, you know, it's kind of weird. It is a weird show. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah. So, what did you like? What did your family do? You just have like Christmas dinner or? Yeah. We had Christmas dinner at my grandparents' place and. I have an enormous family. So they split up. So my grandparents, like, they're like, she's like the matriarch of the entire family. And people congregate at her house by the tens. I mean, we're talking like 25, 35 people sometimes at her place at one time. And so last night was our turn, my family, immediate family's turn to like go over, exchange gifts, have dinner. And then tonight there's going to be, um, well, today there's like two more families coming and then we're going to go over again. So we're going to see all the other families and then we're all going to be there and it's going to be a great time for sure. It's going to be a great time. But I mean, dude, like we have such a huge family and I'm really thankful for it too. Like it's something I've, I've definitely grown to love having a big family um, and, you know, congregating at um the matriarchy's house like every time it's it, it's it's like a bed and breakfast over there you'll go over there sometimes like we live in the same neighborhood so i like shred by on my skateboard sometimes and mm-hmm. i'll pop in and i'll see like a couple cause, so like about five years ago all of the cousins all my cousins started getting married and stuff and now our family has kind of like tripled in size from what it was Cause now those grandkids got married plus one and now they're having, you know, great grandkids to my grandmother. So that's like, you know, 
I mean, uh, it's, 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 the family tree is uh, growing at a rapid pace. But um, yeah, it's really cool. You know, you go over there, see some people you haven't seen in a while. And they're like, oh, we're just swinging through, you know, on our way to here or whatever. Um, it's always a fun time to go over there and see all the people, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter. It's really nice to have a big family. I think when I'm older, I'm definitely going to want, like in 10 years, I'm definitely going to want to, you know, have a family and bring them over there and all that. So something to look forward to, I guess. But what about you? What else did you do? That's literally it, dude. Watching me speak ham, watching Dr. Pimple Pop. Nice, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, we just relaxed, honestly. That's good. And my uncle wasn't, like, the most energetic because he, like, drove from Norfolk at, like, 7 a.m. to, like, be traffic. So he he was up for a while. And, like, ended up falling asleep by one point on the couch. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't know what it was, but yesterday I was like tired and brain foggy like all day long. And I went for a shred to try and like wake up and it didn't do nothing. And I dude, I was falling asleep at like 9 p.m. You know, only been up for 12 hours. I was like, dude, I can't do this. But anyway. Yeah. So it was good. It's good to good to see family. Christmas. All right. I wonder how Andy's doing. He hasn't shown up in a bit. Yeah. But. He's, uh, if y'all don't know, he's spending Christmas with his family down North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he's enjoying that right now. Yeah. Yeah. He ought to be. But, uh, Yogaville next week. Oh, yeah. We're going to, we're going to, you know, what? Okay. I'm making the executive decision. We're going to do it. Part two. So we're going to do it and then we're going to record a pod about it. And it's going to be a good time. Um, so whenever that happens, but stay tuned. Um, yeah. It's time to get into the more controversial part of this podcast. Right. We got some breaking news for you all today. See if I can pull up real quick. It is from a trustworthy source, I swear, guys. So we got called in. You know, you know who Alex Jones is, Eric? Oh, of course I do. Yeah. Uh, recently, his wife has been arrested for, let me check this out here, domestic violence charges. Really? What happened? Yeah. Um, after, it was like a medication imbalance, apparently. Uh, okay. So it seems like, let me, let me pull out my trustworthy sources. On Christmas Eve, cops showed up to the house after like a report of domestic like abuse, and she ended up getting arrested. And she claims the abuse was caught. She started hitting Alex. Really? Uh, not our boy. Weird man. Yeah. Uh, and she blamed it on her medication imbalance. Mm. And. So it seems like she's going to be charged with assaulting and causing like bodily injury and search for transport. I don't know what that means, but maybe that's, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't Alex Jones being hit. It was, they don't, we haven't, we don't know yet. It is an unidentified person that she was apparently beating up on. Could have been her kid. I have no idea. Possibly. Which oh, would wow. be that'd be nuts. Be awful. Yeah. Uh, and Alex Jones hasn't spoken on anything, only saying um, that it is a private family matter. Yeah. He doesn't want to make it public, but I'm reading an article about it, so it's a little public. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's well known at this point, I guess. I mean, if it's yeah. on, like, yeah, that kind of, you know, it kind of like, it kind of sucks when something happens in like a famous family and then TMZ or whoever is like all over it. And it's, and then the person, the famous person is like, dude, this is a family thing. Like y'all don't need to butt in on everything that we do. Like, I know it's your job to be like, you know, assholes or whatever, but like, you don't need to do that. You know, quit trying to find drama, dude. Like, and I know that's how they, how like TMZ works and stuff, but if I was a famous person and something happened to my family, 
I would sure as hell not want anybody to know about it, let alone it being like blown up everywhere. Like that's not what I want, you know, I want some privacy. I think that privacy is important. Um, especially when you're, you know, of that stature, um, you know, in the world and you're well known enough. It kind of sucks. You know, what do you think? It's definitely like a problem. I feel like people kind of underestimate how much of a problem it is. Sorry. Much of a problem it is, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That kind of it kind of coincides with something else I was thinking about recently, which is journalism. Like the older I get, the more I start to dislike journalists. And it's because they're just out there trying to stir up a fuss about anything they can possibly do. And it kind of feeds into, you know, and even if it's like a false accusation, which is even worse then, um, and, and then they find out that they're, you know, not telling the truth about it. They won't re- release like an apology and they certainly won't make it as public, which is kind of shitty, you know, but I don't know. That's, that's, that's my beef. That's my beef. Yeah. You got beef of all journalists out there. I don't, but I just think um, they need to, they need to like chill out sometimes. And it's kind of more like news in general now. Yeah. It's more like shock and like Mm -hmm. trying to show like the bad side because that's what brings in views. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And like they'll try to, I mean, not just the negativity, because the easy way to fix that is just don't pay attention. But then if you don't pay attention, you don't know what's going on in the world. Um, I don't know. News is I try not to pay attention. I've actually silenced the notifications for um, the news stuff on my phone. So I don't Mm -hmm. get anything anymore. And so I don't know. This is also something interesting that you that y'all out there might find useful and so trying to be like digital minimalist is it's it's a way of doing things that kind of eases your mind a lot on a lot of things mm-hmm. and helps you refocus on things that are important because you don't have either the distraction or the you know the stress caused by you know all of these devices going off all the time and they are addicting yes um, and the reason for that is because they try to draw you in um, right when you put them down and it ends up, you know, you get st- stuck in rabbit holes. You get like just absorbed into this digital world. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's five hours later and like, what have I been doing all day? And one thing I've done, a couple of things I've done to kind of disconnect my phone and, you know, try to keep that like a separate because i mean it's a useful tool yeah but it's also a dangerous thing you know and i found what i do with social media and stuff is i every month or so i go out and i clean out my social media feed and i go through all my followers and i either unfollow you know accounts that i don't really people i don't really know or interact with much um or who I just don't really care to, you know, interact with. And I try to streamline my feed. Um, And then I've also turned off notifications for Instagram and for almost every single app on my phone. So it's only um, like notifications that might be important, you know, Mm -hmm. like more time sensitive type things so that I'm not constantly like, bombarded by and overwhelmed by you know so many notifications going on at once i'm like dude what is going on you know it's kind of like streamlining that and so in the morning when you wake up um okay so there's this couple things to dissect but they're interesting topics and one of which is every time you pick up your phone it gives you a dopamine hit and it's pretty powerful especially first thing in the morning now, it's, it's a tough habit to break, and I have yet to do this, but um, it'll help you be more mindful, more relaxed, and more clear, have a more clear mind in the morning, especially when you need it. Um, when you bump, so 
when you wake up in the morning, your first instinct is to go and grab your phone. And when you do, that gives you like a dopamine rush. You're like, oh, dude, what did I miss? You know, and so you're sitting in bed scrolling for like an hour, maybe 30 minutes, whatever it might be. And when you get up and you do anything else, it it's to your brain, it's a lot more boring, you know, than what you were just doing. And so that's where kind of the mundanity of life comes from a little bit is having this rush of dopamine. So early in the morning, first thing, everything else in your day, especially in your morning, will seem so much less interesting and so much less, you know, worth it. It's like, why am I doing this when I could be, you know, back doing what I was doing before? And that's where your mind's at. And that's the addicting nature of your smartphone to an, to an extent. Now, some things that you can do to stop this are, you know, resist the urge to touch it, get up, start your day, you know, and, you know, obviously streamlining notifications, um, you know, cleaning out your social media helps a lot. I've turned off the news notifications so that I don't have to deal with that, you know, and then be like, oh, shit, what's going on? You know, it's like now I don't even get that and it doesn't bother me at all. And, you know, do, do, do things that start from least interesting to most interesting throughout your day until you eventually peak and then you can kind of wind down. So like you get up, open your blinds, you know, all right, sweet sun, what up, you know, green trees, whatever, then go, you know, get dressed, make coffee, whatever, be like, you know, in each increment gets more and more exciting to you. And more and more interesting as the day goes on. And what I think that might do is just kind of a ramp up instead of starting at a high and then going, you know, you only go down from there. Right. Mm-hmm. And it also helps with brain, like, um, cause I mean, I think brain fog comes from that to an extent too, you know, you wake up and then after that, it's like, Oh, you know, my mind's focused on everything else because it's not as interesting as what, you know, looking at my phone was, you know, YouTube, like, oh, what did I miss? You know, it's a really tough habit to break, but there's a lot of health benefits I feel that can come from something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I think that's like a big struggle our generation faces is, you know, devices and stuff like that. I feel like a boomer saying that, though. Yeah. It's uh, it's not something you can really live without, but you got to learn to manage it, I mm-hmm. feel. I feel like and, that's, like, everything of life, though, in a way. Is you yeah. have to manage it to an extent. Yeah. Yeah, it, it interests me, too. Like, um, I think self-improvement and mindfulness are two things that I really find interesting and I really try to employ in my life. And this is one of this, this is one of the things that I've discovered is a huge influencer on, you know, stress, anxiety, and overall well-being um, is everything, but, you know, more, more, more so it's a useful, helpful thing um, if you know how to, you know, use it right and not get too sucked into it, I think. But I don't know. And it's just something that interests me. But quick rant. Slow, quick rant right there. Yeah. Yeah. From Alex Jones to phones. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how we got there. But yeah, um, I think that must have started with like news, and then I thought about. But anyway, um, the news, the news. It's gonna be a interesting time going back to yoga, though. I'm stoked. Stoked. It's it's gonna be interesting, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I feel um. Like if I were to die next weekend, I would want to go back to Yogaville one more time, you know, experience that. So yeah. I think that's like, you know, live like it's your last day. 
because you never know when it might be. Do you think it's, um, I don't know. I, sometimes I have a lot of like, not really morbid thoughts, but more thoughts about like um, just the inevitable fate that one day everybody's going to die. And, you know, the fact that you never really know when your last day is. Um, and so I, I think about it a lot, probably too much, um, just about, but, but it, it helps because then it kind of makes you do the things that you wouldn't do otherwise, you know, like get like, I don't know, just go outside and do something you want to do, you know, other yeah. than like, Oh, I'll just, you know, tomorrow's always a guaranteed cause it's not. And when you kind of realize that and you're like, Oh, I should probably, go out like enjoy the day you know and do something i enjoy rather than just oh i always have tomorrow you know like just taking life for granted i don't know yeah i understand that i think it's a thing a lot of people don't think of a lot sometimes is how close death is, how like intertwined death is how like we live and our society as a whole, you know? Yeah. You want to hear an interesting statistic I heard that in 150 years, at least like every 150 years, but from like this point, 150 years, there'll be a, a brand new set of like humans. Yeah. So like people like, you think about that. So like everyone you know, like because 150 years is like a generous, like generous estimate because, you know, We've had people to live like maybe I think like hundred and twenties maybe honestly is one of the oldest. Yeah, no one has lived to hundred fifty. I believe that's been like confirmed. Yeah. So I think it's interesting that they'll be like from this point in hundred fifty years, everyone that's on this earth will be gone, and then it'll be like a new set of people that we don't are not even thinking about right now. That'll yeah. be yeah. Well, it'll be our children, and then our children's children. But yeah. if you think about it, the next generation, like, say we both have kids, right? They will know us, you know, and you will be their father. I will be my kid's father. And but they will but they will know the previous generation. And then since I will know, you know, my dad and my mother. Then you can kind of pass down. Well, I guess that's how the passing down thing goes. Yeah. Wow. I'm <laughs> really i'm really smart geez profound but the but the thing is like the memory of that will still be around and will still be there if it's talked about so you'll have an you'll have you know a first-hand account of what was you know like in a hundred years people may remember us you know and through that our memory lives on and what's important in life? Like, what do you like, you know, what, what, what things do you do in life that people remember you for? And what, what exactly is that that you want to be remembered for? And then yeah. you have to think about, you know, how do I want the next generation to represent the time I living, I'm living in now in my entire life? Like, how do I want that to be represented? You have dictation over that. And everybody's story is different, you know? And I guess collectively, if somehow we had like a memory bank of all that, we could make more sense of it in the future, being that this point now in history would be the past. And I think the history is always, history is an interesting thing because it, it always, you know, it always shows clearly um, you know, the right from the wrong, the crazy from the not crazy. Um, and it really kind of, it, it, it really shows everything that went on, you know, and mm -hmm. it, it, it makes sense of things that we now cannot make sense of, you know, upheavals, uprisings, you know, overturnings, you know, presidents, whatever, like they all get put in their place in history. They all get put in their place to some degree or another. 
And that always happens every single generation. Everything that everybody's done is always history is the best judge of that. You know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of interesting. I don't know. But well, like also things that'll be forgotten. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's an interesting point. I talked to someone about like a while ago. Is that like their grandfather I think passed away last year and they fought in World, like they fought in World War Two. And I find it interesting that soon there'll be a point where like there'll be no one alive who like fought in World War Two and like fought yeah. Nazis. And there'll be a point where there are no more Holocaust survivors still alive. True. That'll be like obviously we have like Holocaust Museum, we'll always remember, but it won't be the same because those are people who've like it's not the same, you know. You'll never mm-hmm. hopefully you'll never be able to experience what the Holocaust is like or like what it was like to actually fight literal like not like you know knock people talk the tattoo the swastika on them like racist but like actual nazis who mm-hmm. actually ruled a country and like ruled a good like took over europe at some point but we'll never have that. we'll never have people around that have that experience so like your kids will probably never like have a conversation with something like that, that makes right sense. yeah but you got to be careful because if you forget about it it's going to happen again. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. that like, I just like, I don't think we'll ever forget about it. I just find it interesting that like, there'll yeah. be a point where like, there's no one around who did experience mm-hmm. that. And the same yeah. thing, same thing will happen with um, 9-11. Obviously not as yeah. soon, but mm-hmm. there'll be a certain point where like 9-11 won't be like a memorial. It'll be like a day of mourning anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like people well, it will be, and we'll remember it, but it won't be the but same. It won't be as big. Yeah, know? it won't be. It'll be it's what I'm saying, like it won't be as like a tremendous day. Yeah, something to piggyback on that is in so in our parents' generation, they and in our parents' parents' generation, they were concerned about the spread of communism, and for good reason, because mm-hmm. they saw the detrimental effects it had on the world and on the world that it occupied. And so they realized, you know, the importance of the fight against it. Now you look at people these days, or at least, you know, again, we're college age kids or lots of people with a lot of opinions. Um, but they, they, this generation doesn't have that same fear of it because we don't know the fear of it. We don't know what it was like to live through a time when you had to be worried about, you know, nuclear bombings and you had to be worried about, you know, oh, what if the Russians and the Soviet Union spreads here and here and here? Like, what's going to happen? You know, we don't know that fear, but people who live before us do know that fear. And sometimes I feel like we're not regarding that memory with the proper amount of, um, or with the proper emotions towards it, you know? this generation per se does that make sense yeah and i can agree with you to a certain extent also i'd say this generation isn't afraid to like change what communism is and try to turn the values that communism had into something that could benefit us because obviously in general like communism in the 60s and soviet union turned into like a dictatorship and was like terrible and like ruined a few countries but now we got to a point where there are some values that communism had that we realized that could be beneficial to us. Like, I believe like free healthcare was seen mm-hmm. as like insanely communist, as insanely like yeah, radical. Back and in- social security was the mm-hmm. most socialist, you know, the most socialist construct of like I, I forget which president, but it was like radical for that time, and now it's like generally accepted yeah so things do change and i feel like um it's important as time goes on to change your views on things that you know maybe one time like when you were growing up you didn't think about or you didn't realize um you know people got to change you know times do change but history is always the best judge of things and i feel like history and the, the past is the best guide that we have to navigate the future. Mm-hmm. So, 
Yeah, I don't know, but with with what you were talking about earlier, like I don't know much about much, you know, with regards to that. Um, but I feel like everything has its consequences, no matter what it is. And those consequences have to be weighed with the way things are now, tried out, tested for sure. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Be interesting to see, you know, what. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I just I thought of a good comparison in my head. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I was talking about 9-11 earlier, and I was saying, like, it won't be, I said, I wasn't trying to say, well, like, forget about it. And I'm not trying to downplay 9-11 at all. I think it's something that we should always remember and always, like, think about and mourn. But I think it'll, the way it will progress in our society and generations in the future, because generations go on, they'll have, like, a less less of a connection to it. Yeah. Like, for us, we weren't born when 9-11 happened. You know, so we didn't, like, experience it firsthand, but obviously, like, around most of the people now, like, we're around when 9-11 happened and, like, know what a big day it was. But if you compare to something like Pearl Harbor, which, not the most similar events, but, like, they kind of similar things happened where it was like an attack and it was like this big event that ended up sparking like mm-hmm. wars in a way like end up yeah. sparking change in the society in our society and like how we view it now it's like we still remember it and mourn it but it's not as big as 9-11 you know what i'm saying yeah it's just like it's like oh today is like day pearl harbor happened it's like mm-hmm. it's like all right cool uh moment of silence yeah let's mm-hmm. move on yeah, I think that's what 9 11 will end up becoming. And I'm not trying to say that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it's just like something that's inevitable is what happens when like mm-hmm. you get farther away from an event. Yeah. But there are some things in history like the Holocaust. Yeah. And like the Vietnam War that do stick with you through the generations, even though we like, didn't like even though we didn't live through it, you know, we were far removed from it. Yeah. We both still understand it and the significance of it you know mm-hmm. certainly not to the extent of the people who went through it no but yeah. i think that's the that's the use of things like museums and all of that stuff because it educates you know you on the events of that time so that you can remember it so that things of that nature don't occur in the future you know I think um, the same can be said for us, like Pearl Harbor and 9-11, because even though, obviously, like you said before, it won't have, like, the first like person, like, experience of it in the personal. We'll always, looking back, we'll see how big it was. Like, Pearl Harbor launched America to join World War II. Yeah. And 9-11 started, like, America's war on terrorism. So we can, well, I think it'll be easier for us to look back and see, like, how big these events were for us, mm-hmm. even though we weren't. Like they have to experience it firsthand. You're absolutely right. Um, and it's really interesting to think about because maybe some people, um, well, obviously we have some people who, you know, we have a lot of people these days who are, you know, part of 9-11, saw it happen mm-hmm. um, and everything. And it, you can never beat the first person experience no matter what you do. Yeah. You know, and so obviously since we weren't there and a lot of people weren't there, the country came to you see the country came together after that like people mm-hmm. were flying american flags like crazy like my my mother told me one time about this how she went to um savannah georgia i think to visit some family we have mm-hmm. there and you could not find an american flag anywhere like they were all sold out because people were just it was a moment of patriotism in this country and that made me think you know that events like that seem to bring people together, you know, because we as a country, you know, experience something together collectively. And we were able to find common ground on that. And then from that, you know, spout our patriotism and be like, look, we all can unite because of this one thing. And I think that's powerful. Because it, it proves that, I mean, it take a lot of these days, but stuff like that's still possible, and it gives me hope, at least. Yeah, definitely. 
What a good conversation. Yeah, it was a great conversation. Wow. Such a weird leap from Christmas yeah. to Alex Jones to the effects of history. Yeah. One thing I want to talk about, and it doesn't have to be this week, but I've been curious about like, you know, other people's thoughts on God, faith, and, you know, all of that stuff. Not necessarily organized, like not necessarily religion, but um, and this is something I would have to really gather my thoughts on, but thoughts on God and on faith and things of that nature. Um, because I can, I can tell you that, um, especially since college started, like my faith and all of that has grown a ton and I've had experiences in the past that kind of validate at least the way that I feel about it, you know, um, to give a little sneak peek, like every single thing I've asked for, not once, you know, not once has anything I have prayed for not come to fruition. Every single time I pray for anything, anything, every single time, I can't think of one that hasn't come to fruition. And that kind of speaks to me in a way, you know, just an interesting thing. Maybe we'll talk about it next time. But what do you think about that? I have a a similar view to you. I think I love the Andes. Me too. too. So I think the conversation I want to say, when we get Andy on. Yeah. I think it's worth having because it's something that um, a lot of people these days are abandoning and I think they're searching for it and for God, but they're not finding it in the places where you traditionally would find it because of the way it's being, you know, taught to them or whatever it might be. But I don't know. There's something to it. It's a conversation I'd love to have with Andy here for sure. Yeah. Cause it, it's, um, I know he's got some different views on it and I'd just be curious to have a conversation. So we'll save that for maybe not next time. Cause we'll be talking about Yogaville, but maybe the time after that. So. I think that's a conversation we have together. Cause I was like, we know what Yogaville represents. True. You know? Yeah. That's probably, we could, we should probably say this for its own episode, but mm-hmm. part of that conversation will definitely be, I feel like, in the next episode. Yeah, it will be, I think. Yogaville, for people who don't know, is like a religious kind of... Cult. Well, it's a cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. Probably a conversation, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, shoot. Anything else? Um, should we move on to our media? Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's see. I did the media last time, so you did. My turn. All right, you let's better. do that. In the media first today. Yes, I do. We're watching a lot of Christmas movies. Um, I think one one that sticks out um, is gosh, I'm forgetting. It's either It's a Wonderful Life. I think that's what it is. Basically, this dude, and this is like an old black and white movie. Um, this guy is like, you know, he's kind of everyone's savior in a way um, throughout the entirety of the movie. And one night he just can't take it because he lost like, a, so he's like a banker dude and he lost like a ton of money. And he was like, dude, there's no way that I can crawl out of this. And he, he goes to a bridge where he's going to jump off and it's like Christmas Eve too or something. And then his guardian angel comes down and like jumps in the river. And then he's like being the good dude he is, he jumps in and saves him. And when this guardian angel reveals like, Hey dude, I'm your guardian angel. What up? You know, what are you doing? You know, he kind of is like, Oh, you know, I wish I was never born, blah, blah, blah. Um, and he's like, wow, all over $8,000. And the guy's like, yeah. Yeah, his name is George Bailey, I think. And he's like, yeah, all over that. And so 
to kind of prove a point to him that he's much better alive than dead. Um, he, you know, snaps his fingers like, I, you were never born. And so he goes out into the world and it's a completely different world. Some of the people who he helped no longer live um, or are delinquent in many ways. Um, and basically the world's a, a much worse off place. Um, also this like total rich snob, who's like a total renob who he owns the whole town now and it's a bummer. And so George is like, I see now that I'm much more better alive than dead. And then he gets brought back and he's like, so thankful to be alive. And it's like, that's awesome. You know, cause life is such a gift at the end of the day. And it's something that a lot of people take for granted, but if you really think about it, it's no accident. You know, life is no accident and you're put on this earth for a purpose. Everybody is of value. And, um, you know, life is, life is a gift. I mean, at the end of the day, there's just so much good in life, no matter how it might, how bad it might seem in the moment. I always think like, am I going to remember this or is this going to matter in 10 years? like anything that happens and the answer most often is no so don't pay any mind to it don't pay attention to it you know if it's a chance to build your character and become you know learn something or become a better person that's worth doing because that's something that's going to carry over you know years from now Mm -hmm. and but if it's something stupid and petty like why pay any you know time of day to that but anyway it's a Wonderful Life is my media this week. Would recommend it for sure. So Christmas classic. Yeah. yeah, it'll make you cry. It will. Remember the first time I watched it, it was in like a movie theater and everybody was sobbing because mm-hmm. it was pretty heartwarming. But anyway, yeah. So, Kyle, my dude, who is your dude of the week? Or what is your do of the week? My do of the week will probably be my uncle because, like I said earlier, eating ham at 2 a.m. watching Dr. Pumpkin Popper was probably the best bonding experience we had in a while. Nice. There you go. Nice. Let's see. Um, My do of the week, it's going to have to be um, my family for sure so thankful to have such an awesome family and such a big family you know it's an amazing network of people and support and love and it's just great to be around so thankful for that kyle what is your moment of the week my moment of the week will probably be finishing moving today not today like this past friday because it was like a lead up and there's a lot of work yeah. and finally like it's over done just had to organize some stuff but it's all packed it's already man it's, it's not it's a nice feeling to have that all the work is finally done yeah, yeah definitely that's awesome right on what about you what's your uh, moment of the week let's see my moment of the week is gonna have to be um, you know, I have so many that I can't choose one, but shredding down some gnarly hills always gets me more stoked than anything else can. And it's an addicting drug itself. So I have to say shredding down some gnarly hills, um, yesterday, and I'm sure right after this. So great times really you know fun and it's awesome yeah so that's my moment of the week nice yeah sunshine and beautiful days cannot ask for anything better you know Global warming. so yeah. thankful they so thankful yeah <laughs> but uh all right that's it that's all we got for y'all this week yeah uh, stay tuned next week it'll be a ride anyway mm-hmm. uh Thank y'all for listening to this episode of the Music of Mount Podcast. I believe it's number 47, 46, 47. Oh, 
Uh, episode 50. We're near we're nearing episode 50. Uh, Pretty huge. Maybe we'll I don't know what we'll do with this something. We'll know? do we'll do something. But I gotta say, like we are nearing a year of this podcast. Um mm. the start of it. Um unfortunately pre you, but that'll come up soon anyway. But um it'll be we, we should do we should do something special for that. So we'll we we'll figure it out. But in that case, thank y'all for listening. Check us out on the Instagram, on the YouTube. Um, send us an email. And yeah, stay stoked. Be good. Later. <laughs>